Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Wapasha, the talk and music you want to hear. Do you appreciate this station? Are you enjoying the sound quality and the fantastic music being played for your enjoyment? You do, then so do we. Yes, we are your reliable Shoutcast radio stream provider. Visit our website today at www.radiosolution.info. Click live chat and speak with a friendly, experienced representative today. Hello and welcome to Enterprise Now. My name is Elsie Flinard. I'm your host. I am glad to be joined by Mr. Timothy Reddick of Forever Faded Barbershop. Um, I don't want to tattoo this horn too much before I give him a chance to do so, but um, I want to say thank you for joining me tonight. Um, it's, I really appreciate you taking the time out to uh, educate us and to have the conversation about business and entrepreneurship. I know that my listeners are excited. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Yes. Listeners, are you excited? I can't hear you say yes, but I know that you're excited. So, Without further ado, I'll let Mr. Tim introduce himself, tell you guys what he does, and uh, we'll go on from there. Hello, my name is Timothy Reddick. I am a barber by trade, by profession and everything. I've owned my barbershop for over eight plus years now. I am also a motivational and public speaker. I am a dad. I am a husband. I wear so many different hats. It's amazing. I'm blessed. I'm a child of God. Um, I'm, I'm privileged to be here with LZ as his first guest. I'm happy he chose me out of all the people he could have chose. Speaks volumes of this young man, and I can't speak enough of him because as much of as much as I am an entrepreneur, so is he. I look to him for so many different insights on how to be a better businessman. So without further ado, LZ, I'll put it back in your hands. All right. Thank you, Mr. Tim. Um, so you, meant, you said a lot in your introduction, which I think is important um, because – me, myself, uh, as well, I consider myself a businessman, um, but most importantly, I'm a father, right? Yes. Uh, family is super important. Tell us a little bit about how family plays a role and pl- played a role and plays a role in not only uh, shaping you as uh, a business owner, but as, as a father and as a husband. I'm glad you asked me that question. And to put it simply put, I heard one of my mentors a while ago by the name of John Malat tell me that until you are willing to walk away from dollars, dollars will never chase you. Mm. And in the beginning, I never understood what he meant because I was at a spot in my life where it was like, you know what, any dollars I can get, I'm going to get. I'm not going to leave anything on the table. Gotcha. And so what I always found myself in the middle of was the end of a day. I close at 6 o'clock on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, and it'd be 5.55, someone coming in, hey, can I get a cut, blah, 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 whatever the excuse was, I would always say yes. And I would always end up late and miss out on eating dinner mm-hmm. with my family. Mm-hmm. And then it finally clicked. What Mr. Malat was actually saying was, until you are willing to walk away from dollars, the dollars will never chase you. Mm. So what I did was I said, okay, these are my business hours. If you cannot get into the barbershop in between these hours, then I cannot render my services to you. So it wasn't until I started to say no to these people and stand on my hours. That's when that 
influx of clients started to come. That's when I started to become blessed and being able to pay my rent two weeks in advance. And since then, we've been steadfastly moving forward. Family first, um, to finish up and everything here, my core values are faith, family, fitness, and finance in that order. So when you can begin to put your values and live by those values, it's, it's one thing to say it, but when you truly live those values out, that's when you'll notice things are going to get a little rough at first, but endure the storm. Keep pressing forward. Just live in a life of gratitude mm-hmm. because that's when God will truly reach out and start to bless you. That's when you'll meet the right people. That's when the right doors will start to open. Gotcha. Now, for my listeners, you can tell uh, t- Mr. Tim mentioned his uh, motivational speaking. That was a lot of motivation <laughs> <laughs> in that speech. So tell us about your core values again. And, and I guess delve, dig a little bit deeper into each one. Well, faith is simple. Um, my mother and my grandmother took the time to introduce me to, you know, God and Jesus Christ and let me know their story and, and, and Jesus' struggle and what his sacrifice was for us. So at a very young age, I, I was given faith. I was given an opportunity to have faith. Let's put it that way. Because gotcha. you can't give faith to someone. That's something someone chooses mm-hmm. on their own. So I chose faith at a very young age. Gotcha. And in doing so, it has led me and kept me in everything that I've done in life. I mean, there's so many different stories of faith that I could give you. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, God first gotcha. and everything you do. Gotcha. That's where faith comes up, comes up at. It's like... I mentioned enduring through the storm. So as you go through whatever it is you're going through, stay grateful because there's always a silver lining. Someone always has it worse. And I hate to say it that way, but it is the truth. Like you can look at your situation like, oh, woe is me. I'm down on the bottom and blah, blah, blah. Well, there's another level below where you're at. I promise you there is. And someone's there. So keep your faith. Keep moving forward. Stay grateful. Family, if you aren't right with God, then your family isn't going to be right. I don't care who you are, how wealthy you are, because there's there's billionaires, millionaires, hundred thousandaires out there whose families aren't right, and they're miserable regardless of the money. Mm-hmm. So money isn't everything. So right. it's faith, then it's family. You have to be the man. It's not the woman leads. The Bible tells us the man leads. Mm-hmm. And in order for the man to lead, the man has to follow God. In order for God to work through that man and give that woman someone to follow, you know, you have to do what the Bible tells you to do. And so we can't break all that down right now, but it's faith, it's family. So, and being a man, get your faith right, get closer to God, and doing so, he'll bless you with the right family so that you can stand fast as a man and give your children an example of for your daughters. You, we, we men treat, are teaching our children how a man is supposed to teach a woman for our sons. We're teaching our sons how to be men and how to treat women for that matter as well. So fitness, What's the point in gaining the world if your health is in dire need of repair? Mm-hmm. You can gain all the riches in the world, but if you're laid up in a hospital bed, how fun is that? That's no quality of life and everything. So get healthy. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Figure out some three-day, four-day routine, mm-hmm. and that will help strengthen you and keep you energized so that you can take on the daily task. Gotcha. Um, finance, if you get the first three right, making money should become easy. Simple as that. It should become fairly easy. Gotcha. I have to I have to work on the uh, the fitness part. Me and you both. <laughs> um, so, tell us a little bit about how you guys started. I understand just from knowing you, um, you you done some things before you got into you know the barbering business. Um, help us understand that a little bit more. Where you how you got to um, to opening and starting a, a barbershop? Well, I am the perfect accident. Um, 
because I, I accidentally got into barbering. I accidentally started my own business. And when I use that word accidentally, I use it loosely. So what I'm really saying is, is I've been cutting hair since I was 13. But it was never my plan to go to school and get my license. What happened was, is 9-11 happened. And when that happened, I was selling cars. Simultaneously, like two days after that, I lost my job selling okay. cars or whatever. Gotcha. So then I went to a different dealership. And because of what was going on with 9-11, it wasn't the best opportunity for selling cars at that time. Mm-hmm. So... Before selling cars, I was at American. I decided, you know what? I'm not going to be breaking my back for someone every day. Mm-hmm. I have a gift to gap. I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell cars. So gotcha. I went from selling cars to um, my mother-in-law looking at me shortly after 9/11, maybe like 2003. So not shortly, but two years later, mm-hmm. I'm going through the whole rigmarole of selling cars. My mother-in-law looks at me and goes, "You know, Tim, you, you cut a pretty good head of hair. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about going to school for it?" And I'm like, "No." She goes, well, "Why don't you look into it?" And I'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. And so I looked into Paul Mitchell, Aveda, et cetera, so forth. And for my pockets at the time, it was too expensive. Gotcha. So I ended up looking into cost cutters, came across a couple of mutual friends, found out about WCTC. It was affordable. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Gotcha. So went to school. Here we are today. Gotcha. Um, as far as opening my own business, fast forward from 2003 to 2008, I worked at several different places for cost cutters as far as actual establishments. Got my manager's license through them, or at least managed a store for them. Mm-hmm. Then got my manager's license. Gotcha. But a friend came to me and goes, dude, I got this great idea. We should open up a clothing store barbershop. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to because, <laughs> you know, I, I like my security over here. Right, and right. He was like, well, okay, whatever. And he went on and he was like, well, yeah, now I got this barber and da 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 Well, turned out he needed money. Okay. He spent all the money he had. And then I was like, well, okay, I just got myself fired because I got a mouth on me. Mm-hmm. So two weeks later... My mother-in-law, again, came to my rescue. She gave us the startup capital. We opened up the shop, T-H-A, shop. Mm-hmm. Downtown Waukesha was a clothing store and a barber shop. Yep. And, you know, we eventually didn't see eye to eye. I bought them out. I relocated. Here I am now, Forever Faded, gotcha. 1427 East Racine Avenue. Come see us. Unit H. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wow. I mean, you said a lot in, in that um, – that piece because what I heard was um, you you stepped out of your comfort zone. You were persistent. Yes. You were um, confident but humble enough to understand and know when you needed help mm-hmm. and receive the help, and you kept going yes. regardless of the setbacks that happened. So I think, um, at least from my perspective as a you know as an entrepreneur and a and a business owner. There, you're going to experience tons of setbacks. You are. Um, probably more setbacks than not, right? So part of it is, uh, is just having the mindset that, okay, um, I wish I could take credit for this quote, but I can't. Um, uh, the saying was, uh, put your goals in stone, uh, your plans in sand, which yes. basically means your goal, it, you know, it never changes. It's always going to be the same. How you get there I can tell you it's going to be different than what you think. You may For sure. It's not going to be a straight path. It probably won't be a crooked path. It'll be a, a round, up, down, under, around, and yes. then you'll get to the goal. So, so I think as, you know, as we think about business and entrepreneurship, it's extremely important to, to, to understand it's normal to have setbacks. It's normal to, to think you're going to do this but end up doing that, and, but just to realize that your goal is going to be the same. Correct. So, wow, and and that's free. You didn't even have to pay for all of that. You can't you can't learn that from Carroll College. Shout out to Carroll College. Shout out to Carroll. 
<laughs> I, I should have graduated from there, but I was young and dumb. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that brings up another point. I think it's important to understand that you need both, right? It's, it's good to have the, the theory behind it, um, understanding a balance sheet, what it is, what, what you should see on the balance sheet. Definitely. Um, what's the profit and loss statement? How do you read one? How do you yes. know if your business is doing well or not? Um, and it's important to understand the practical. Okay, you, you have uh, this amount that you have to pay for rent. So here's how many uh, how many products or services you need to sell in order to, to stay afloat. So um, so I think it's important to have to, to have both. But um, but but definitely that mindset of perseverance and never giving up and being open to change, stepping out of your comfort yes. zone, being willing and able to, to do something that you've never done before. Right. Correct. So what what was your main motivation? What was your mission? What what made you wake up in the morning and say, despite these setbacks, despite all the things that are happening, I'm st- I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to go at it again. What was that that uh, that motivator? Um, for me, it simply was is I wanted to prove those people who believed in me right. It wasn't so much about proving anyone wrong who said gotcha. I couldn't do it. Gotcha. Because I didn't experience a whole lot of people saying you can't do this or you can't do that. Right. As because you would you would have corrected them and I told them correct that. Them, like, <laughs> you know, like your opinion doesn't matter. Like who are you? What, what's that about? Yep. So it was more like you know my mother in law, my mom, my dad, my my sisters and brothers, you know my wife especially. Big shout out to her and everything. Love you, sweetheart. Um, it was those people in my life who gotcha. just, you know, quietly, you can do this. Gotcha. Now, you know? Let me let me interrupt you quick. Go that ahead. that is a super important point. Um, you bring up your wife, your spouse. Help our listeners understand, like, um, if, if you're out there and you're a young entrepreneur, you're married and you have a wife um, or a husband and you're thinking of considering starting a new business or going into entrepreneurship, how important is your spouse's support? Your spouse's support will make or break you. I can't say it any simpler than that. If you have their support, it can make you. If you don't have their support, it can break you because you'll find yourself doing one or two things. You're going to experience success in the beginning, guaranteed, no if and buts about it, because you're the new guy on the block. You're offering a new service and everything, but it's when everybody gets used to you. Mm. And you and you hit that balance and that kind of level level playing field and everything. Gotcha. When that happens and whatnot, like, what do you do then? Gotcha. How do you drum up more business? Gotcha. You know, when it's when the referral goes dry, so to speak, mm-hmm. and everything, and that's when it breaks down to your spouse looking at you and say, hey, you know, you got to have that conversation because she'll give you a different insight or he'll give you a different insight. Like, how did you think about this? Have you tried it that way? Yep. Have you talked to this person? Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to be receptive to that. You got to be open to that. Gotcha. Because if you're closed off to that, then you're stuck. Mm-hmm. You're spinning your wheels in mud. You're not going anywhere fast. Gotcha. And that, that's wisdom, right? That's wisdom knowing um, being bold yes. but being humble. Knowing yes. when, when to say, okay, um, I don't like what you're saying right now, <laughs> but. I'm going to listen because, mm-hmm. you know, because I know it's the right thing to do. Um, so tell us when you started. I know you mentioned it was around 9-11 when it, the, the, the life shift that happened that put you on this path. So when was the official um, kickoff or launch date? For the career or the, For the, the barbershop? The barbershop, the original kickoff date was actually 2008. That's when we opened our doors and everything, February 2008. Okay. And boy, boy, boy. <laughs> I guess that's a topic for a different a different uh, station, but yeah, 2008 February. Gotcha. That's when it happened. So. Gotcha. All right. So, how many um, employees do you have? Um, I'm a little different because I don't have your traditional employees. Right. I have barbers on deck that are independent contractors. Gotcha. So I have. Let me let me interrupt you there for our listeners who don't who know that who do, who don't know that there's a difference. 
explain the difference between an employee and an independent contractor. Okay, so without getting into all the legal tax terms and all that stuff, you pay your employees. Your independent contractors pay you. Meaning, I rent them a space and I get a percentage of the money they make, to keep it simple, versus me paying them and being responsible for their tax withholdings, et cetera, so forth. It's just easier for me being a small business that way. Gotcha. And that's pretty much the way most barbershops open, gotcha. uh, operate, rather. So just out of curiosity, um, because just from doing some research on um, the barbering business, I understand that there are some barber uh, shops that are set up in, in the way that they, they'll have employees that they play, pay excuse me, an hourly salary to. In your opinion, which way is, is better for the barber shop? If... In my opinion, if the owner of the business can afford to pay his barbers hourly and they're willing to accept that, then pay them hourly because you're going to make more money. Gotcha. Simply put. Gotcha. All right. Well, Mr. Tim, I think we have come up on our first break. Um, you are listening to WQYLDB Radio. I am your host, LZ Flinnard. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to WQYLDB Walkershaw, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flanagan. Your choice for business talk, inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Hello. I know it's been a minute since I've been on here and everything, but you know, here I am. So today what we're going to talk about is relationships and the understanding that you are the equivalent of the five people you hang around the most. So what type of relationships are you cultivating? Who are your friends? Who are you spending your time with? If you want to be a great father, you should hang around five great dads. If you want to be a great businessman, you should hang around five great businessmen. If you want to be a great barber, like I'm aspiring to do, I hang around five great barbers, or three. Say hello, TJ. Hi. So what I'm getting at is, is no matter what it is you're doing, it's the relationships that you cultivate in life that are ultimately going to help you achieve what you're trying to achieve. And if you can't get around those people that are ultimately successful like you want to be, because, you know, you have to protect your circle. You can't just let anyone in. So when you earn the respect and the right to enter a new circle in life, that's a huge achievement. But until then, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Because those three things you can control. What you put in between your ears, what you allow into your vision, what you speak into existence, you can control those things. Those are the things that you should do so that you can become attractive to those circles that you're trying to gain access to. Cultivate the right relationships, people. Take the time to develop the person that you are. The books, the television shows, the music, the audio tapes, Gain some discipline about yourself so that you can become the best version of yourself. That's been my time. Thank you very much. 
I make no apologies. I've been living life and enjoying it to the fullest. There's a lot going on in the, at the barbershop as well as with my speaking career. I am growing roots. I have joined an amazing group called Toastmasters, and it's here to the top, you know? So, again, I wish to see you up there. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. I am inspired to inspire. Thank you for your time. I am Timothy Reddick. Peace. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flanagan. Your choice for business time. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Do you appreciate this station? Are you enjoying the sound quality and the fantastic music being played for your enjoyment? You do, then so do we. Yes, we are your reliable Shoutcast radio stream provider. Visit our website today at www.radiosolution.info. Click live chat and speak with a friendly, experienced representative today. All right, we are back with our guest, Mr. Timothy Reddick the owner and operator of Forever Faded Barbershop here in Waukesha. You want to give us that address again? 1427 East Racine Avenue. That's Unit H. Once again, that's 1427 East Racine Avenue, Unit H, Waukesha, Wisconsin, 53188. We're on the web. Look up the name Forever Faded. Please come get faded. Wow, that was good. Uh, (laughs) So... um, what we just played for you guys was a Tim talk on relationships. Um, you want to say a little bit about that, um, where they can find out more, um, where you're posting your videos, um, my YouTube channel and please subscribe, please share, please view, take the time to, you know, just absorb that energy that I'm giving out there. It's uh, T Reddick 13. That's T R E T I C one three on YouTube. Please subscribe. Please click that like button. Please click that share button. The more the merrier, people. I greatly appreciate your help. Awesome. I know I'm going to subscribe. I was actually, admittedly, I was trying to find it on on YouTube, and I couldn't find it. So I'm going to subscribe. Hopefully you guys will subscribe as well and um, share that, um, tweet it. Instagram, Snapchat, what else do we got going on these days? Flickr, (laughs) Tumblr, some of everything. All all that stuff. Do all that stuff. so let's get back into some of the questions here for our listeners. Um, obviously, you're, you're a barbershop. Um, talk a little bit about service in general and, and, and the mindset that a business owner needs to have with respect to service in order to be successful. Okay. So if you're in a service industry as a business owner, i.e. barbershop, salon, restaurant, caregiver, anything where you're delivering a good and service where you depend directly on your clientele's dollar and that dollar is received mano y mano. You have to take the approach. The customer comes first. I, I, I say that deliberately because the customer is not always right. Period. We are humans. <laughs> wait, we wait are minute, not perfect. I thought that the customer was always right. That was a fib that somebody <laughs> who was a customer made up. 
The customer comes first. That's what they should have said. And the reason I say that is because as a business owner, especially myself, being in a barber business, I can get here at 9 and start doing cuts right away at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And before I know it, it's 3 p.m. and I haven't eaten lunch yet. Gotcha. And then that hunger bug, bug hits, but I'm booked at 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, mm-hmm. 4.30, so forth and so on. And it's like, well, I could take the 10, 20 minutes to eat and push myself behind. Mm-hmm. And my clients wouldn't mind because, you know, being the owner, I have a pretty loyal clientele list. Mm-hmm. But then what I end up doing is pushing everybody's day back. Gotcha. Or I could just deal with my hunger for the time being that short amount of time, really mm-hmm. two hours. Gotcha. What's that? Sixty minutes or plus sixty minutes? Gotcha. So So let me let me interrupt you quick. So what I hear you saying is being an entrepreneur slash business owner, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, what if that's different, if it's the same thing. So what I hear you saying is it's not a cakewalk. No. It's it's not easy. No. It's it's difficult. Yes. And there are sacrifices that you have to make in order to be successful. Is that, that about right? Yes. You definitely, <laughs> definitely have to be willing to make those sacrifices. Gotcha. So let's talk about the difference between, in your opinion, I have an opinion, but I'd like to hear your take on, is, is an entrepreneur different than a business owner? If so, what's the difference? Um, in my humble opinion, I believe your business owners – and your entrepreneurs, they're slightly different. And it's the same face in the same mirror. But the difference being is your entrepreneurs often will start something mm-hmm. and everything. And, and you know, your business owner has to take a little bit more of an approach of finishing, hmm. you know. And gotcha. I, I mean, there's a lot of people that probably won't agree with that, but let me mm-hmm. explain for myself. Okay. I've, I've, as an entrepreneur, I've been a part of a lot of network marketing companies okay. and everything, and I've started well, but I never finished gotcha. and everything because it was always something, someone else's product mm-hmm. that I was pushing. Gotcha. As a business owner, now you're taking ownership, mm. and that passion is your service, whatever that may be, because you can take the business owner approach to a network marketing company when you engulf your heart inside of it. Gotcha. So I guess the difference is, is that – a business owner has to put his heart into it mm-hmm. versus an entrepreneur is free to start and, you know, start and come and go as they please. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I guess for me, the main difference would be um, would be the mindset, right? Because an entrepreneur is, like you alluded to earlier, they, they are um, they're creators. They're mm-hmm. starting something new or fresh or something that hasn't been started before. Whereas a business owner is more, um, I don't know if that may even make sense, but a business owner is more a person who's, um, who just owns the business. They might not have um, necessarily started the business. They may have purchased it or they may start a business that, um, that already exists. So it's, it's kind of a, a fine line, I think, but mm-hmm. um, there are slight differences in the mindset as well. Um, an entrepreneur, um, I think you're, you're constantly raising funds, right? Because you're going from this venture to the next venture to the next venture. You're, you know, you're, you're starting it, you're building it, and then you're, you know, you're selling it. Whereas a business owner is typically a more long-term deal where, you know, this is your business. Um, you know, I don't know the numbers, but at SBA, um, numbers, but, um, you know, 80% of, of small businesses are, you know, less than, you know, 500 employees. So these are people who, you know, started business. It may be a family business or one or two mom and I don't want to call it mom and pop, but, but right. you know what I mean? I know what mom and saying. pop shops where, you know, it's not a, a, a huge operation. So in my mind, that, that's the major difference. So definitely. Um, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about marketing and advertising. Um, because I know this has been, um, you know, one of the challenges for me. How do you 
effectively market and advertise your business? Whew. I, um, <laughs> loaded question, right? <laughs> yeah, loaded question. I have not effectively marketed and advertised for my business. Well, I'll, now, I beg, to, I beg pause, to differ. Pause, pause, because, pause, pause. Because, see, what I have done is I have mono and mono to my clients. Gotcha. My little, my little catchphrase when we get someone brand new and everything is, hey, tell a friend or 10. Mm-hmm. You know, and you do that with a smile. Gotcha. And so my business has thrived off of the referral. So it's, you know, you know, word of mouth and referral. So it's been word of mouth and the referral business. Gotcha. But you have to be willing to ask for that referral. Because gotcha. people will do what you ask them to do. Right. You know, so what I've noticed in everything is like with my videos. When I say, please share, I get shares. Mm-hmm. If I don't say share, they won't share. They'll mm-hmm. view it, and that'll be the end of it. Oh, great job, Tim. That was right. great. And they'll leave their comment. Right. But, you know, share it. Right. So please tell people I exist. Come get your haircut. Walker Shaw, Wisconsin. Yay. <laughs> that, that's the salesman coming out, right? You have right. to ask for the sale, right? You have to ask, you have for, to ask for the sale. And you have to give people the action, right? Because they don't know what you want them to do that's unless right. you tell them or ask them what you know you want them to do. So that was a free tip from Mr. Tim Reddick. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask for people. You got to ask for the sale. Um, you, you alluded to it um, a little bit earlier, but um, tell us about what's um, attributed to your success? Um, just my, I guess my, my naiveness in believing that there was only one way and that was the road of success. Gotcha. And staying on that road, no matter where it took me to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot of people that are locally here, they know how many barbers I've had, how it's been a revolving door, how I've said, I'm never hiring that person back again. And six months later, Hey, what is he doing back? Well, you know, mm-hmm. it was the right time in the right place, gotcha. you know? So, it was my willingness to take my lumps, swallow my pride, humble myself, mm-hmm. and just keep moving forward. Gotcha. I mean, like you said, I alluded to it earlier. It's no matter whatever storm shows up, whatever you're facing, stay grateful, keep moving forward. That's got to be your attitude. Sort of like the storm that we had uh, just now. It's a couple uh, minutes ago. You know, it's 30 minutes to, to going live, and I look outside and I see the clouds and the, the thunders rolling and the, the rains rolling, <laughs> coming down, and I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, we uh, we go live in a minute, so we're gonna we're gonna need this weather to cooperate. Right. Um, so I'm not a football guy, but I've always used the analogy of the running back. Right. Um, you correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things that you teach your running back is when you grab that ball, the first thing is protect the ball, Definitely. because when you have the ball, the ball being your business, your baby, your dream, your whatever, you have to hold it close because there are some people who are going to come and try to knock it away make you fumble and then point at you and laugh to the teleprompter that you fumble right so you gotta you gotta tuck that ball hold it close and don't let it go um the other thing is not only be prepared but expect contact because everyone on the field is looking to you they want to tackle you they want to knock your helmet off Mm -hmm. they want to embarrass you right so you have to expect the contact and uh, the third thing is when you get the contact, learn how to, to dodge some of the contact. Know when to dodge the contact. Know when to run them over, right? Know when to go left, go right. Know when to pivot. Be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. Be willing to pivot, mm-hmm. right? Understand what pivoting is, yes. right? Goals, uh, goals in, in stone, plans in sand, yes. right? Yes. So, and the, and the last thing is when you get that contact, keep moving your feet. Yes. Never stop moving, Never no stop matter what. Moving. No matter what, seriously, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward, no matter what. <laughs> awesome. So switching gears a little bit again, one of the other things I, I think that small business owners lack is the understanding of the team that they need. 
um, being um, professional, their professional team. Yes. Attorneys, accountants. Yes. yes. Talk a little bit about that and how important it is to have a good team, a team that you, you know, you can trust. And, um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about okay, that. Okay, so um, first and foremost, let's clarify exactly how many people it takes to be a team, one or more. <laughs> so nice. as long as you got two people yep. working for a common goal, that's a team. Yep. So for me, my team was my mother-in-law. Gotcha. She was willing to do all of the grimy stuff that I didn't want to do, which was – monitoring my business. I mean, I'm blessed. Like all I have to do is sign checks and I hand over the books at the end of the night. Well, she say, collects wait, it. I'm interrupt you. Can say, say that one more time for our listeners. You, you, all you got to do is what? Sign, sign checks. checks. I like that. that. That's what I do. And she blesses me to allow me to concentrate on my business, which is running the day-to-day operations. I show up, I clean up, I cut hair, I clean up, I go home, mm-hmm. I give her the books. She picks them up at the end of the year. And every, at the end of every month, she gives me a nice little tally sheet. She says, Tim, this is everything you've done. Mm-hmm. You guys are beating your uh, last year's results at the same time. You're gotcha. either above or below mm-hmm. profit loss. Gotcha. So that's what it is, folks. I mean, as long as you got that one person that's willing to do the stuff that you're either not willing to do or incapable of doing or simply don't have the time to do, then you have a team. Now, as far as that goes, the other part of that professional team is we have an accountant. So at the end of the year, we give him everything. He does what he's supposed to do. Gotcha. And I do have attorneys on deck as well that I pay them you know, monthly as a retainer, and I pray to God I never need them for anything. That, let's talk about attorneys. Yes. Lit, litigation. Yes. <laughs> that, in my, in my experience, that is one of, and, and not to say that the CPA and the accountant, all those people aren't important, mm-hmm. but an attorney, a good one, one mm-hmm. you can trust, mm-hmm. who, knows, has, who you know has your best interest at heart, how important is that? It's very, very, very important, and I say this, uh, I guess the only way to sum it up is contracts were written by attorneys for attorneys. If you're signing the contract and you're not having your attorney at least read over it and say, yes, Tim, sign this, or no, Tim, don't sign this, have them check this and check that first, Mm -hmm. you're only setting yourself up for failure. Yep. You know, you're setting yourself up for a loss somewhere along the line, whether you see it. And I've done it. I've, I've ignorantly signed a contract, and that's how I just got out of a deal with Time Warner. Yeah, I'm putting your name out there with Time Warner and everything where it was supposed to be a year contract. And lo and behold, they, I got the Internet thing, and I signed it, not reading over it. And it was a three-year deal that they locked me into. Gotcha. I'll never do business with them again. Gotcha. You guys enjoy it, though. I mean, they, I'm pretty sure somewhere <laughs> along the lines they do great business. Gotcha. Um, so right now let's have a little bit of fun. Um, my daughter, um, Nia, she's nine. She has a book called, would you rather? So we're going to play a little game of, would you rather? We'll do one or two, maybe three of them. Okay. So let me flip through here and see if I can find a good one. Uh, all right. So this says, would you rather be trapped in the video game (laughs) or never be able to play them again? Um, Never be able to play them again. Wow. I would not have, have expected you to say that. I, I think I would rather be trapped in the video game. Oh, because, like, aren't you going to ask me why? Why? Yes, why? Have you seen some of these video games? I have. Like, Call of Duty is ridiculous, yeah. man. <laughs> Just getting shot up and respawning and get shot up again. Like, how's that fun? <laughs> you, you, no, maybe if it's basketball or something, because basketball's gotten a lot more intense. You bring up a good point. You bring up a good point. I think I changed my answer. <laughs> All right, so let's do a couple more. Um, okay, here's a good one. Uh, would you rather, instead of fingers, 
have five tongues on your hand, mm. or have <laughs> five permanently lit candles. I don't even know if that makes sense. Let me read that one again. Yeah, try that one again. Would you rather, instead of fingers, oh, okay, okay, so instead of fingers, have five tongues on your hand, or have five permanently lit candles as fingers? Um, this is where my old self is going to kind of rise up here. My wife will be very happy. I'm going to leave that right there. I'm choosing the tongues. I'm definitely going to choose the five tongues versus the five lit candles. All right, we're going to move right along. Just move right along from there. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, um, would you rather get peanut butter caught in your hair or get hair caught in your peanut butter? Now, we're laughing because we're sitting here and nature has dictated to us um, the bald head style. So exactly. we neither one of us have hair. So I thought that would be a good, uh, interesting one. To- and with that being said, I would rather have peanut butter caught in my hair. Because for me, it's going to be real easy to get it out. Really easy. <laughs> really easy. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's, let's do one more question. Yes. Um, are you, is your business incorporated? And if so, help our listeners understand the importance of being incorporated. Or, or if you think that it's not important. I am an LLC. Okay. And whether you, let's put it, do it the right way. Get it incorporated. Now, by incorporated, you could either be an LLC, a sole proprietor, uh, a corporation, a C-corp, S-corp, et cetera, and so forth. But do it the right way because as soon as the IRS slash the government finds out you're running a business, a for-profit business, mm-hmm. and you're not paying their taxes, your life changes drastically. You're facing so many <laughs> doggone problems that you'll never see another positive dollar in your life. Problems that you do not want. That you don't want. You, you do don't want those want, alphabet want guys those coming problems. after you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So do it the right way. Get incorporated. That's how important it is. Gotcha. And in one of our later shows, we'll talk about the different types of incorporation, um, S-Corp, LLC, and all those. Uh, um, S-Corps have changed a little bit over the years. So we'll go into um, more detail about the, what those are, what the advantages are, because it depends on what your business is, if you want to do an LLC or an S-Corp or a C-Corp. So we'll talk about that um, in a later broadcast. So um, keep that in your notes, and um, don't let me forget that, uh, that we're going we're gonna to dive into that. We'll get um, an expert in here who knows more than I know, and we'll, we'll dig into that. Um, so right now, we're going to take a break. Um, you're listening to WQYLDB Radio. I am your host, LZ Flinnard. I'm here with my, uh, my guest, Mr. Timothy Reddick of Forever Faded. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise now with LZ Flinnard. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise now on WQYL-DB Radio. Good morning, world. Good morning, Facebook friends and family. It's your boy, Timmy Reddick, a.k.a. The Solutionist, Mr. T.I.M. and all that good jazz. Today, I want to keep it simple and just help people understand that people change. As we grow, we are not meant to stay the same. The Bible speaks and says that as a, uh, when I was a child, I thought like a child and I did childish things. And when I became a man, I put down my childish ways. So I believe 
what the Bible is actually saying is, is that my thought process is no longer childlike. Because I know, and you know, a lot of adults that are still childlike in the mind. They're 50, they're 40, they're 30, and they still behave as if they were a young teenager. They still dress as if they were a young teenager. Don't get it twisted, please. There's nothing wrong with staying fashionable, but you have to evolve mentally. You have to become more. You have to stretch yourself. You have to be willing to figure out what your talent is and share it with the world. If you're not adding value to the people around you and the people you meet, then you're valueless. Then why are you breathing? Please don't take that out of contents. I'm not saying go harm yourself. What I am saying is dig a little deeper. What I am saying is figure out a way to add value, not just to yourself, but to those people around you. Figure out a way to evolve, become more. Again, it's the people you associate with. It's the books you're reading, the television shows you're watching. It are, it's these things that will help you cultivate and figure out what your true talent is. See, some people are born with the ability to speak, to talk, to draw. You have artists out there to sing, to rap. You have talented people who have the ability to play basketball. They have the ability to, to, for football. They have hand-eye coordination for baseball. They simply just can cut hair great. See, there's so many different talents out there, and most of us have more than just one. But most of us are okay just living a mediocre life. This life was not meant to be mediocre. This life we live was meant to be abundant. What's your talent? Share it with the world. Go get your abundance. God meant for it to be for all of us, not just the 1%, not just the 20%. He meant it for be, to be for all of us. I mean, what is it exactly that the successful people do that the unsuccessful people are not willing to do? And that very simple, simply put is putting in the work. There takes work. There takes effort. For opportunity to exist, you have to first work. When opportunity and hard work meet, people will say you're lucky. No such thing as luck. Just hard work meeting opportunity. People that spend my time, I am Timothy Reddick. To the top, peace. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise now with LZ Flanagan. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise now on WQYL-DB Radio. Do you appreciate this station? Are you enjoying the sound quality and the fantastic music being played for your enjoyment? You do, then so do we. Yes, we are your reliable Shoutcast radio stream provider. Visit our website today at www.radiosolution.info. Click live chat and speak with a friendly, experienced representative today. All right, we are back on WQYLDB Radio. I'm your host, Elsie Flinnard. I'm here with my guest, Timothy Reddick of Forever Faded Barbershop. I um, want to let you know, if you are out there and you would like uh, to ask Mr. Timothy Reddick a question, our dial-in number is 720-820-1618. 
That number again is 720-820-1618. If you want to call in, Mr. Tim will be available and willing to answer any questions that you might have. So, let's um, talk a little bit about your company's goals. Because I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs and business owners, we, you know, we get so caught up in the operating of the business that we sometimes fail to plan for the future, to plan for expansion. Um, tell us a little about, bit about your company's goals, where you want to be in, in three, five, ten years. Um, I'm very, very happy that you brought that up because a long-term goal of mine is to franchise and to create as many other entrepreneurs slash business owners as I possibly can. Gotcha. So in doing so, I first have to write my own ship and make sure that this model is correct. And that's where you come in, sir, because LZ is not only a radio host, but he's also an entrepreneur and a business owner himself. He owns and runs a consulting firm. I'm going to be partnering with LZ shortly in order to get my ship right in the right direction so that we can move forward and have the right model so as we offer up franchise opportunities, we can show them a proven system that actually works. Gotcha. So, so you bring up a really good point, franchising. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. What, make, what makes you interested in franchising and, and kind of what, what makes that attractive? Um, I believe, again, I know for a fact, it was, it was Mr. Malad, and I don't know where he got the information from, but I heard him say it first. It's the person who finds a hole in any niche network cranny or whatever and fills it best. So basically, franchise, franchising interests me because it allows me to gain a small percentage of other people's efforts. Gotcha. That's why I hired the barbers I have because I get to make money whether I'm cutting hair or not. Gotcha. And the more people I can help make money in barbering mm-hmm. under the flagship Forever Faded, the more money I get to make without touching a head. That makes sense to me. It's creating multiple streams of income. Gotcha. Multiple streams of income. That's how the rich get richer. Gotcha. So what I heard you say is ways that you can separate spending time making money and um, that franchising is a way to duplicate your labor, right? So yes. instead of you having to, you know, being uh, open and having to operate multiple locations, you're providing the training, the knowledge, and the experience, um, a shortcut, if you will. Um, you're taking some of your, your experiences, the things that you've learned, and you're helping someone else get started quicker than it might have, have um, then you would you would have gotten started, but and in return you're multiplying your your labor. Yes, very nice, very nice. So again, that you can't you can't really learn that in school. That is a pra- practical uh, application in business. We'll, we'll call that two hundred one, not quite one hundred one, <laughs> but we'll we'll say it's two hundred one. Definitely. Um. So having that goal in mind. Obviously, you're thinking, uh, are you thinking locally or would you like to be a national uh, franchise chain? You definitely want to start in your own backyard. So I definitely want to get the local market first because once you can prove that it works in your own backyard. And, you know, unfortunately, we live in Wisconsin and I love my state, but it is what it is. Wisconsin is one of the last states in everything. 
Gotcha. So if it works here, it'll work anywhere. So if we can prove it works here, then yes, to answer your question, we definitely want to be international. Um, three years, five shops, five years, 10 to 15 shops, 20 years, 10 years nationally. One in every state, if not multiple locations in every state. So, Gotcha. Um, so this is another thing that I think a lot of business owners don't quite nail down early on. What is unique about your business? In other words, what's your competitive advantage? My competitive advantage is we are a one of one. There are a lot of places out here in Waukesha where we live to get a haircut, mm-hmm. but there is no place in Waukesha like ours to come and get your haircut. Got Here's you. what I'm saying. If you can't tell, I'm black. Being that I am black, you know, we I fought the stigmatism of having a black-owned barbershop. Oh, they just cut urban hair and blah, blah, blah. Well, the majority of my clients are Caucasian and everything. And the reason being is because they can't go to a cost cutter's or some of the, and that's not a knock on cost cutters. They do great work. They just don't do the work we do. So with that being said, there are a lot of other great places to go get a haircut, but there's not a lot of places to go get a great fade. Mm. There's not a lot of places to go get a great conversation. There's like the the male barbershop in the small towns don't exist. You have to go into a bigger city like Milwaukee, uh, Madison, et cetera, so forth, in order to get what we offer. People are tired of traveling. Milwaukee's getting rougher and rougher by the day. So is Madison. So we offer something that that inner city environment without all the hustle and bustle or the danger attached to it. So that's my niche. That's what separates us from the competition. I I always say we are the competition. Like we set the standard. We set the bar. You guys have to do what we're doing in order to catch us. Gotcha. Gotcha. So is this your first business I know just from um, talking with you over the years I've don't remember you mentioning any other businesses are there any other businesses that you started or had before the barbershop and if so what happened with those Um, not before the barbershop but since the barbershop okay I have started my own record label okay it's done deal entertainment we pressed up one album and then we got full of ourselves and our egos, and the team diminished. Gotcha. Um, I since took that and tried to start a promotion company. Okay. We couldn't find funding for that, but I still own the LLC, pay my little taxes and my little startup fee every year. Gotcha. To keep it going, because you never know how God's planning on blessing you. So right. I don't want to let that go. Now, with that being said, I was part of prepaid legal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's simply put as a multi-level marketing Opportunity, direct sales, marketing opportunity, and everything. Mm-hmm. Still a member, could still sell a membership if I wanted to. Gotcha. I don't. So, with that being said, the last one is BTV. I offer media players. Again, it's a direct sales marketing company. I can help you cut the cord and save some of your own hard on money. If you're interested, give us a call. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you talked about funding. Um, what advice would you have for? Um, a business owner or entrepreneur when it comes to funding. That's always one of the um, most arduous and difficult things. So what would be your advice on how to approach that? Find someone who has deeper pockets than you, who believes in your vision, and partner up with them. Gotcha. If you can't find that person that has the deeper pockets, pockets, then find someone who's known for raising capital. Gotcha. That believes in your vision and willing to partner with you. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so tell us, 
help us go into the world of of Tim, Mr. Tim the barber. What's a typical day like in in your world? Um, it's it's juggling personalities. That's what it is. You know, you have to be the ringleader. You have to be the circus master because with barbers, what I've noticed is a lot of barbers don't aspire to own their own. Gotcha. The barbers that I'm looking for, I want them to want to be me, not literally, but figuratively. So what I'm saying is, is I want them to eventually want to own their own gotcha. because then they put the customer first. Gotcha. Too often I find myself chasing a barber. They're sitting in their car. They watch somebody walk in, mm-hmm. but now I got to stop what I'm doing to get, hey, there's a client in here. You want to come and get a cut? Gotcha. Oh, well, my, their appointment isn't until 15 minutes. It's like, yeah, but they're here early. Mm-hmm. You know, you can knock them out now and then have a 15-minute break later. Gotcha. That's my mentality. I don't expect – well, I do expect them to share that mentality. Gotcha. Like flat out. So so I think that is a very important trait to have, to, to be comfortable enough um, with your skill set and what your path is to say, I want you um, – and I, I'd even – you know, take it a step further and say, I want you to be better. I want you yes. to do more. I want you yes. to go further. Yes. You know, I want you to kind of, you know, stand on my shoulders and, and, and take it to, to the next level. It takes a, a, a great deal of, of humility and wisdom, really, to understand that, you know, by you helping um, that partnership flourish, everyone wins. Yes. And then, you know, and, and you're all one team. Mm-hmm. And, and just making sure that, uh, everyone involved understands that, but you're one team. So your success is my success. My Amen. success is your success. That's right. So good stuff, good stuff. So if you had to describe your, your customer, if we were to, to sit down at a, at a lunch table um, and, and pick out your customer, what, what, what does your customer look like? Or what, what, what is your customer? For the most part, my customer is male. We do cater to some females. Um, but for the most part, if you can grow it, we can cut it. That's my client. I like that. If you can grow it, we can cut it. Yep. Nice. That's what we're looking for. Brand new, you know, to old. Gotcha. Everything in between. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so we, we talked a little bit earlier about um, expansion. No, we didn't talk about expansion. I just know that because I know that. Right. Let's talk a little bit about expansion. What what's happening here at the shop? Is it is it expanding? Is it what? Tell us a little well, bit about what's happening. We are expanding in a sense of we're renovating so that I can add another chair, because I recently got my license, as you know, to be a barber cosmetology instructor. So I am working on my exit strategy here at the barber shop to scale back my 60 hours a week to maybe 15 to 20 hours a week, so that I can get into the classroom and create an additional stream of income. Gotcha. So, with all that being said, adding another chair so we can add in more barbers and just uh, move forward. So, we're expanding the amount of chairs we're going to have. We're expanding the way we do business, putting the customer first. Everything we're going to do is going to be done on a professional corporate level from here on out. I'm basically saying we're going to take that cost cutters model and apply it to what we do and how we cut hair. And hopefully the two will blend together seamlessly and we can make some money. Gotcha, gotcha. So I know we talked about this a little bit earlier um, with respect to marketing. Um, we had mentioned um, for your business, it's been word of mouth, um, essentially word of mouth and referrals. Right. Um, 
I think that would that would be your most effective. But um, have you used any other means of um, marketing, advertising, print, radio? I've done WQYLDBradio.com. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the selfless plug. I love it. So between some social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, a little bit, uh, we've worked with. Oh, I forget the name of them, but they're out of West Dallas and everything, and I got to call them because I'm due for more business cards. We've done some T-shirts with the local high schools, cups with the local high schools, and, and, and things of that nature. And out of all the money and dollars that I've spent, the dollars that have been spent the best are the dollars that are spent with my clients, meaning, gotcha. simply put, hey, here's a soda, dude. Thanks for coming in. Can I get you a water? Gotcha. Whatever the case may be. I mean, it seems minimal, but just... You know, making them feel better about being here. Gotcha. And most of the time, that's not taking dollars. It's just a, a hearty handshake and a, and a hello. Gotcha. And a hey, tell a friend. Gotcha. Or 10. Gotcha. <laughs> so we, we have a, a little bit over three minutes left in our broadcast. You're listening to WQYLDB Radio. I'm your host, LZ Flinard. I'm here with my guest, Mr. Timothy Reddick of Forever Faded Barbershop. Last question. What are three pieces of advice that you would give entrepreneurs starting out today? And we have about three, three and a half minutes. Um, the first piece of advice I would give you is start. Start. So you got to start. Start. The second piece of advice I would give you, um, I'm going to steal a quote from a good friend of mine, LZ Fernard and everything. <laughs> Write your goals in stone. Put your plans in the sand. And if I have to break that down and put it simple, work your plan for today. Know what your end goal is, what the end result is, but work your plan for today to get to tomorrow. Last piece of advice I'm going to give you, there's only two days you cannot change ever in life. That's yesterday and tomorrow. Nice. Work your plan for today. Do what you need to do today so that your tomorrow self can thank you for it. All right. So with that, I have a couple of um, – one shout-out that I wanted to give, um, managing editor, editor uh, of The Freeman, Catherine uh, Micheletz. I hope I pronounced her last name wrong, uh, correctly. If I didn't, um, don't hold it against me. But um, she's been super supportive of, of my business and um, what I'm trying to do. So I appreciate it, and thank you, um, Catherine uh, Micheletz of the, the Freeman, managing editor. Uh, the other piece of information that I want to share with you guys is we are, are actually holding a food drive. Um, it will be putting a box here in the shop. Yes. Our goal is to raise $1,000 and 1,000 pounds of food, $1,000 and 1,000 pounds of food. Um, so we're going to be starting June 17th right here at the shop, and then it's going to culminate um, in a celebration. The date to, to be determined, we're still working it out, but we're going to have some music. We're going to have fun, and we're just going to we're going to exceed our goals. You know, our goal is a thousand pounds of food and a thousand dollars. Let's let's try to to double that and get two thousand. Uh, pounds of food and $2,000. Uh, we really want to do our part in, in reaching out and helping the community yes. and uh, making sure that anyone who uh, is hungry is able to, to, to be fed. And, um, you know, community is super important uh, to WQYL. Um, and I know it's important to Fair Fetus. So I appreciate the partnership. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for the interview. And if you're listening um, and you want to email um, or uh, message Mr. Reddick, um, give us your information. Quick, we got about a minute. Find me on Facebook. That's Timothy Reddick, T-I-M-O-T-H-Y-R-E-T-I-C. Like my Facebook page as well, which is also Timothy Reddick. You can catch me on Messenger. I look forward to speaking to you and responding. Thank you. God bless. Godspeed. 
Meet me there. Beat me there, rather. Don't meet me there. To the top. All right. So with that, I'll do my, my little shameless plugs. You can um, like our page on Facebook, WQYLDB. Uh, we're also on Twitter, same uh, hashtag. Um, you're welcome to email us, uh, info at WQYL-DB.com. Or you can email me personally, E-L-Z-I-E-F at WQYLDB.com. Again, that's W-W, or I'm sorry, E-L-Z-I-E-F at WQYLDB.com. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to my guest. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. I appreciate your love and your support. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.